We're live, Dad. Come on. No, we're not. We're not live. Yeah, we are. Say we're live. Oh, my God. It's noon here in Vendor City, New Jersey, and our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. See, we are live now. Uh, and, and, and this is news that you can use for Friday, November 3rd, with your host, me, Ray. I'm not for everyone. And uh, Mr. Courage himself, Zach. How are you today, handsome? Mr. Courage himself. I love it. All right, folks, before we kick things off, thank you again. This week, we launched the Auto Insiders podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as here on YouTube. Thank you. Thousands upon thousands of downloads means the world to us. For a moment in time there, we were number one in Apple Podcasts. So thank you for that. The Daily News You Can Use show is also obviously there as well. So please go check it out. We have something super exciting coming up later in the show today. Car Edge Dealer Reviews launched yesterday. All right, it is back. I can't, yeah, I know. There's <laughs> so much I'm excited to show you about that. So stay tuned for that. Before we go there though, Pops. Yes. And one other promo, we're still hiring. So carridge.com slash careers. We are going to be talking about. Yes. How you're not for everyone. What are you doing? I'm not for everyone, buddy. There we go. Okay, I'm back. All right, so here's the deal. We're going to be talking about Carvana today, folks. Dad, the big headline over at Carvana is the fact that they figured out how to make $6,396 on every single vehicle they've sold. This comes from their shareholder letter right here. Their total gross profit per unit was $5,953, but their non-GAAP gross profit per unit, so when they account for it the way they want to account for it, $6,396, up nearly $2,500 year over year. The chaos at Carvana is what I'll lead into in just a second here, but you were shocked when you saw that, weren't you? Well, you know, I, I thought to myself, somebody, somebody at Carvana likes fiction. Uh, <laughs> this is. I want to preface, no financial advice on this show. Yes. These are strictly our opinions, but go for yes. it. Yes, yes. Um, it just it just it just seemed odd to me that their gross profit per vehicle could go up seventy percent quarter over quarter, seventy percent when everyone else in the industry, every major player in the industry is seeing their gross profits per vehicle sold go down. So I I think to myself, oh my gosh, how could that be? How could that be from a company that had one quarter of profitability in its history prior to its previous quarter where they said, oh my God, yeah, we turned around our $3.2 billion loss from last year and well, we're making money now and we're really making money now. And it's just, it's, not not to not to bring my favorite rapper into this, but it just seemed ludicrous to me that that people who were so inept at running that company for the longest period of time have outsmarted everybody else in the industry. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'll just, let me let me provide some context here because you're mentioning please. how other dealers are not yes. making as much money per unit. Here are the headlines, folks. Penske Automotive Q3 net income falls 23%. So at the same time, Carvana figured out how their net income could go up and their gross profit per unit could yes. go up more than 70%. Group one, 
Q3Net income down 16.7%. Lithia, the largest dealer group in the United States, their net income slips 20%. So we have all of the other major publicly traded auto dealers out there making less money and less money per unit and Carvana coming out and just like seemingly miraculously making way more money than ever before. So there's two, two potential things I see here, dad. One is we can, we can wave our, you know, flowery language around it all day. We, we, one, one school of, you know, one camp here is the numbers just aren't the numbers and they're reporting the numbers, but you know, supposedly in our systems, that's not supposed to happen. The other could be maybe consumers are just paying a huge premium to buy cars from Caravana to avoid going to Penske and Group One and Lithy because they hate doing that so much. That's another potential here. And don't worry, I have the actual answer as a third option that I'll explain in just a second. But maybe, maybe it is dead. Maybe people just don't mind overpaying to go to Carvana. You know, maybe they don't. Maybe people don't mind overpaying going to CarMax, which is the number one seller of pre-owned cars in America. But my goodness gracious, CarMax's profits didn't go up in the same quarter. You know, and they've been doing it longer. And so I, I, you know, I, I can't wait for you to provide the real reason. I'm just thinking that, that, you know, after they, after they wrote this, this statement for their investors, that whoever wrote it uh, is hoping to publish his new novel soon. Um, you know, because you you've you've got to be a really creative writer to come up with this stuff, and 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 here's the beauty of it: huh. investors fall for it every damn time, <laughs> every damn time. There. Their uh, stock went up six percent after close yesterday. After they reported that's, that's their earnings this morning, because I don't want to suggest for a second that investors, as a group, as a large group, might get fooled from time to time. But my God, they'll buy whatever somebody's selling, even if it doesn't stand to reason. They'll well, well, they said it so. Okay, well. You know, I don't know if this will ever happen, but but if the same fate befalls this company that befell FTX, okay, you know, at that trial, the investors are going to be sitting there going, oh, I don't know how we didn't see this coming. I, you know, it's just... So here it is, then. Here it is. Here it is for everyone at home. You don't have to even look that far. It's in the letter to shareholders. So okay. Carvana has identified in their three-step plan to profitability, there are ways for them to cut costs. You reduce yeah. costs, you increase your gross profit per unit sold. Now, here's the chaos and the concern yes. that I have. Okay. We have reduced retail reconditioning and inbound transport costs per unit by $900 over the past 12 months through a combination of insourcing, staffing normalization, process standardization, proprietary software develop- software development excuse me, and logistics efficiencies. We have also made a $600 of, uh, of per unit improvements in just the last two quarters as we continue to focus on operating efficiencies in step two, step two of their plan. Our progress has driven down the total cost reduction of about $400 per unit since fiscal year 2021, which was our previous high watermark on retail GPU. Dad, reread that first sentence. They are cutting costs. Yes, on reconditioning. 
at this same exact time, folks, that we have the largest number of vehicles that are repossessions entering into the auto auctions. Yes, and and the one thing we know for a fact is that the quality of the cars that are running through at the auction, um, uh, let, let me think of a real car term, they're piss poor in quality for most of the, especially the older cars, um, and have been for quite some time, which is why any of the nicer cars bring all the money and more. And, you know, it's it's not like we don't have friends in the business that go to the auctions constantly that yep. will tell you that the, that, that the quality of the stuff running through the lanes is way down in comparison to what it used to be. So if the quality of the cars that you're buying is lower than it's been, and somehow you've managed to figure out how to not spend any money to to recondition it, well, then at what point are you going to be spending the money to take care of those issues after you've sold it? And then how will that cut into your profit structure? Um, you know, if, if if you just want to say we're not going to recondition cars anymore, yeah. You, you, I mean, I was I was talking to Charlie Foster the other day, and you know, Charlie's been with with his dealer principal for twenty seven years. Charlie knows a little bit about what goes on at the dealership, for sure. And, and Charlie said at their dealership, typical. On average, reconditioning for pre-owned cars, $1,500 to $1,800. Wow. $1,500 to $1,800. Why? Because the quality of the cars has gone down. Okay, so that's just an average. So how can you get it down to 400 Okay, how can, how can you say you're actually reconditioning cars and you're only spending 400 and some dollars per car to do it when the parts to recondition those cars has gone up the cost of labor to recondition those cars has gone up i mean none of it i'm sorry mr and mr mr and mrs investor none of it makes any sense but either none but of it makes any sense or they're, they're writing or they're bucking the trend dad because again everyone else profits going down they're bucking the trend, I think you said. I said bucking the trend. Bucking, yeah. I yeah, it, it sounded it sounded it sounded like it had an F in front. No, I said bucking. They are bucking with a B the yes. trend. Dad, that's one option. You know, hey, customers hate buying. They're bucking the trend so much, Dad. You can't even buck it much harder than they are currently bucking it. Look at this chart. Let me scroll back up. Let me scroll back up. Because <laughs> this is the shareholder letter here. All right. There's yeah. some pretty surprising things. This chart is one that's pretty surprising. Their net <laughs> yeah. income has gone up through the roof yeah. uh, in a year. So that's incredible. The other chart that's incredible, Dad, this is the actual gross profit per unit. Look at that chart. Maybe they're bucking the trend, Dad. They've figured out how to grow $6,396 per car while reducing reconditioning expenses to less than you know less than 500 bucks per unit yeah while all the other automakers or all the other yeah. dealers out there yeah are spending more money on reconditioning and making less money maybe they're bucking the trend or maybe they just said bucket 
<laughs> maybe, you know, maybe they just maybe they just said we're going to make this up. Okay. No, maybe no I don't. That's not how our system works, man. Bull, 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 bull poop. That, that is how the system works. Okay. That, that, that's exactly how the system works in many cases for many organizations where they misstate their earnings, where they misstate their expenses, where they misstate everything about it, where they value things more than they're really worth, or they devalue things more less than what they're really worth. So, so this nonsense, okay, and that's the way I'm going to phrase it, this nonsense goes on on a daily basis, okay? And when companies like Enron fail or FTX fails, you know, then at that point we'll go, well, damn it, we should have, we should have seen that coming. Well, I'm telling you right now, right here and now. Well, when Carvana goes down, okay, when when all this all this is proven to be um, just pure absolute fiction on their part, you're everybody's going to be going, damn, how did we miss that? I mean, how did we fall for this? How did we think that they could lose three point two billion dollars last year? And then suddenly, without really changing their executive management team, suddenly go from being so damn incompetent to being, well, more competent than anybody else in the industry. And if you're buying that, as somebody once said, I got a bridge to sell you. I mean, it's just, come on. <sighs> you talking about... Um... You know, people misleading. It reminded me of what happened to BMW. Um, and yes. you've shared about, you've talked about this on this channel before and on the Car Edge channel. All the time. This is from September 2020. SEC charges BMW for disclosing inaccurate and misleading retail sales information to bond investors. They ended up being fined a couple million dollars, cost of doing business. You used to experience this when you worked in the industry. You would, you would RDR car. Yeah, explain what would happen here. I'm leaving. I, I would, I would, I would get phone. I would get a phone call from my factory rep, and he'd say, "I, I need you to find ten more cars. It's the last day of the month. I need you to, I need you to find ten more cars to report as sold." Well, I don't. I haven't seen 10 customers today, let alone sold 10 cars. He said, well, put some more in service loaner fleet or mark them as demos. I'll tell you what, Ray, do us a favor. Take 10 cars, mark them as demos. We're going we're gonna to credit you back $500 or $750 per car for you to mark them as a demo. Okay, and and by marking them as a demo for, for Mini and BMW, that meant, well, that was a sale. That was because it's not available anymore. That was a sale. That wasn't a sale. They, they paid us off to report cars sold that weren't sold. And, and that would happen on a monthly basis. And BMW Mini weren't the only ones that do it. Christ, uh, Stellantis, uh, who wasn't before Stellantis, FCA. I mean, they did it with Alfa Romeo. They did it with Fiat. I mean... This is not new stuff. This is stuff that goes on every damn day. So that the numbers you see as an investor when you're getting ready to invest in something, the numbers you see are typically pure, unadulterated BS. Uh, they, they make it whatever they want it to be. Because, well, they know you're going to buy whatever it is that they tell you it is. 
and you shouldn't. You just shouldn't. I like this coming from Dan. You know, didn't BMW conduct audits? No, they were complicit. <laughs> like yeah, they were the ones doing it. Yes, they can conduct audits. Yeah, they conducted audits. If if you were in a contest, okay, and 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 you sold more cars than they thought you would have, okay. But when they asked you, almost told you, told you we will pay you to put more cars in your demo fleet or list them as demos. Yeah, that's they, they were absolutely complicit in that. It was it came from them. We we need we need ten more. I don't have ten customers. We don't care. We need ten more sales. Let's go. Let's figure this out. Get creative. It's the car business. Get creative. <sighs> the car business. Get creative, yeah. folks. All right, yeah. let's come back here to the chat for a minute. Wes says people hate dealerships and will pay to avoid. The salespeople, 100%. And that's part of Carvana's positioning, not to the extent that my dad obviously feels is reasonable, especially when you look at their peer CarMax. CarMax did not have the quarter that Carvana did. And, and you, you had a really good point. The executives haven't changed at Carvana's. So how in a year did they miraculously turn around? Maybe they're incredible. Maybe, maybe. No, maybe. Well, I, I, I know that they got, some, they got some debt relief of some kind that was a one-time gig that they get the that they get to use for accounting purposes to make it seem like they made money when they didn't um you know it's it's this is just my opinion folks okay it's strictly ray shevska's opinion i don't have any inside poop on what they're actually it's just an opinion okay it's it's probably my opinion okay is probably based on as much facts as that letter to their to their investors was in my opinion <laughs> Florida man says so if I'm following this right Ray thinks that Carvana could be bucking with the numbers I think I, so I I I do believe they're the biggest buckers in the nation at the moment yes from UM Those Tiger mother buckers from UM Tiger 311 Brandon over at Car Questions answered showed some repo vehicle interiors and they were nasty yeah again the number of vehicles that are repossessed vehicles showing up at dealer auctions is back to pre-pandemic levels, and there's not a lot of other vehicles. Rental fleet vehicles are also coming up. There's just not a lot of like lease turn-ins, for example, which are great used cars to get at the auction. I see this day in and day out. Brad asks that, us the question, are, car, are used cars from CarEdge trusted dealers or preferred dealers vetted? We provide an inspection report and the repair order for all of the, all of the work that was done on a vehicle that's in our network, a dealer that we work with, and you need to see that stuff, guys. Because the vehicles coming from the auction are, are not in good condition. They need a ton of work at the same time that Carvana has found efficiencies to materially drive down their cost of reconditioning. May I say, if you are looking at a used car at a dealer anywhere and you said to them, hey, can you share with me the repair order showing the inspection of the vehicle, what they found and what you did to it? And they say, no, absolutely not. Walk the buck out. Okay? Just walk out. Um, if, if you're doing it right, you would be proud to share that information with your customer so that you could prove why you were asking what you're asking for. Here's what we bought it for. Here's what the tech found when he went over the car. Here's what we spent to bring it up to spec. 
Okay, you know, and maybe it was two grand, maybe it was fifteen hundred, maybe it was twenty eight hundred. I don't know, but they can show you on the repair order. And and I, now, are there dealers out there that might make up repair orders? There are, but I they don't have time for that crap. Um, yeah. You know, so and if they won't show it to you, you don't want to do business there. Trust me, that I. We would gladly show that information to somebody, yeah. you know. And and you want to take it to a you want to take it to a tech? Is he nearby? We'll help get the car over there for you so he can inspect it. Because if you've done what you're supposed to do as a dealer, you have no reason not to share that information with the customer. I wonder if Carvana lets you take the car get it. Oh, probably. I wonder if they'll share that repair. They, hey, they have, they have, we should be very, let's be talking about yeah. cons, pros. They have a seven day uh, yeah. return card guarantee. You yeah. got to be careful about yeah. that when they ship it to you. They don't refund yeah. you that. But, you know, it makes sense. Like that, 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 that actually kind of makes sense. All right. Let's switch gears, Dad. Okay. Do you want to go dealer reviews? Or you want to talk UAW? Which way? All right, whatever you want to do. Let's do dealer reviews. All right. We're going to do dealer reviews. And yes. while we're in dealer reviews, we're also going to hit our favorite segment on this show but before we do i am yeah. so excited the relaunch of car edge dealer reviews this is the third iteration so i'm gonna walk everyone through it we have a promo that ends in 14 hours so you got this big banner going on right now ignore that unless you're interested in a service yeah. contractor warranty that is not the point the point is up here on resources gang click on dealer reviews all right, that'll take you to the new dealer reviews interface. This is also if you're logged into your Car Edge account. It is under where is it? Resources, dealer reviews. All right. We also okay. obviously have repair in here that we talked about yesterday. But now under resources, dealer reviews, or from the homepage under resources, dealer reviews. The way that this works, Dad, I'm going to sort right now from highest to lowest. Okay. The way that this works right now, there's still a few bugs. Our team is actively, literally, like still today, actively working on this, but it's stable. Like Sam's Auto Care should not be here as number one right now. We're going to fix that in a little bit. But you can see here, yes. Anderson Honda has a review. We can look at more details about that review. We can see what their dock fee is. We can see their address, uh, who to contact at the dealership. And then, of course, we can see the actual review. When you leave a, re a review for a dealership, it'll show up here on that dealership's page, which is really awesome. So we've got here from Christopher. This was just submitted yesterday. Five stars, truly a customer-focused experience. He purchased a 2020 Honda CRV from them. It'll show up here. Now, what's really cool, Dad? Yes. Is that you can actually, when you're viewing a dealer's inventory, so now I'm just looking at vehicles that are for sale at Anderson Honda. You'll be able to, when you scroll down here, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. <laughs> I'm scrolling. See the dealer buddy. reviews. Oh, look at that. Which is really nice, man. So it's it all is. integrated into one place. Please, if you have bought a car and then not to, you know, if, if it's just been relatively recent, come to the dealer reviews, search for the dealership. For example, Chef's Subaru, search for the dealership. <laughs> yeah. So, for example, where do you used to work? Mini of Baltimore? Um, Mini a thousand. Yeah. Mini a thousand today. You used to work here. Yeah. Come leave a review. <laughs> is that the right email address? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Well, no, it's not. No, not anymore. Oh, did he that, leave? Yeah, it's a, it's an AutoNation email address. To oh, yeah, it's an AutoNation yeah. email now. But yeah. still, I think this will get to the right person. You can leave a review for this dealership. So I might leave a review that says, my and, dad was a great manager. I, and he was. Can I say one thing? 
It, the, the reviews don't have to be if you bought a car. The reviews can be how you were treated trying to buy a car. We, and perhaps you didn't. Yeah. And perhaps you didn't even buy the car there, but you just, it was such a, a great experience or such a miserable experience that you just felt as if you'd have to review it. Coming soon are going to be the ability to upload photos as well as we're making the character limit larger. There's all sorts of things that we're going to be adding as enhancements, but that is Car Edge Dealer Reviews, the third iteration. This time it can scale up, scale down. So please, please, please go check it out. CarEdge.com. Click on resources, then click on dealer reviews. Very proud of the team for all their you work. You should be. No, that is done. that is much, much nicer, much um, much more user friendly than it had been in the past so yeah much. kudos and we'll integrate it back into the car search so that you can like in the future you know only see dealers that have more than four stars or something like that so we are working on it i'm really proud of the team day one of like you know many of us continuing yes. to work on it and and you just have to create an account to be able to add a review anyone can view the review so there's no issues there very cool congratulations to mitch and the team for for doing such a wonderful job Thank you for that, Pops. Now, how about yeah. we parlay that into our favorite segment of the show? Really? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Wait, give me one more second. I need a sip of water. Okay. Um, oh, really, really, really? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> All right. So we're starting to get, now that we have the yeah. dealer reviews live, they went live yesterday. We're starting to get some of those one-star reviews. Yeah. Let's look at a few of them, Dad. This is from Clarence. Yes. This is for Grubbs Acura. This is Clarence's experience at Grubbs Acura. In grapevine watch Texas. out for their fees yep tried to buy a or bought a 2023 acura mdx i actually tried to i walked yeah. away from the negotiating process with grubbs acura because uh the sales manager tim would not remove frivolous fees whoops from the out the door was charging thirty five hundred dollars for cpo activation and twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> for dealer prep purchased a 2023 mdx advanced cpo at another dealer with zero fees ah <laughs> oh, god you know when are dealers going to stop that nonsense? I, I, you know, the CPO fee is built into the damn selling price. The reconditioning costs are built into the damn selling price. They are not separate light on, line items when when you're buying or selling an automobile. They're just not. Um, so uh, it, I, I would say, just between you, me, and and Clarence, they deserve zero stars, but I'm I'm sure our system doesn't allow for anything lower than a one. Yes, correct. You are correct yeah. about that. We see. I see the question. What is CPO certified pre-owned? So this yes. is to get the uh, additional warranty from the manufacturer for certified for certified pre-owned. These are super lucrative for the dealers. CPO oh, yeah. vehicles are super lucrative for the dealer. This is incredibly greedy. Trying to charge an additional thirty five hundred dollars and another twenty five hundred. This is this is prime. Really, you got to be kidding me. We have dad from Mitch. Yeah. He's actually a member of the team here. He's been waiting to leave this review for years. Okay. So okay. congratulations, Mitch, on all the work you did to get dealer reviews built. <laughs> so you can leave this review. Love that for you, man. Yeah. Found a decent deal on a used Tacoma, but ran into a lot of suspicious behavior with the sales manager. Ran my credit when they assured me they wouldn't and tried to convince me to not use my credit union. Became too uncomfortable to move through with the deal. Wow. Again, we met Mitch, dad. Mitch joined our team. Over two years ago, we met yeah. Mitch because he was one of our community members. Again, we're yeah. hiring caredge.com slash careers. Come in full circle here for him to share this review after building dealer reviews. So congratulations, Mitch. 
I mean, this is also some of this really got to be kidding me crap here, isn't it? It's just, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I just hope I live long enough that there is a day where this type of behavior is no longer the norm. It's the exception. It's the rarity. That's what I, that's what I hope for. Um, there, there's no need to do some of the things that dealers do. Um, you know, life is life is so much easier when you're transparent and you just tell the damn truth all the time. Uh, there's 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 less to remember than you know when you lie and you have to remember the lie you told. So, dude, so true. <laughs> so, so freaking true. You know, I, I just. There, and there are, I mean, there are dealers out there that get it. There are dealers out there that, that do it right. Um, there's just not enough of them. And, and my hope is that while I'm still alive, those dealers become the majority of the dealers instead of the minority of the dealers. That, that's all I hope for. And, and, and through doing what we do and ranting and raving like I do, um, you know, my, my hope is that we can we can make that so. Um, but even if we don't make it so during my lifetime, make it so during yours. Um, you know, because people not people deserve better than that. You know, anytime you're going to spend your money, you deserve better than than the way many 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 um, dealers treat this the situation we, we just we deserve to be treated with honesty and transparency and you know i i used to i i used to phrase it this way that we need to honor the customer's time and desire when they show up at the dealership it's they they don't have to show up. They don't have to open your door. They don't have to walk into your showroom. And so when they do, you should you should treat them with the respect that they deserve. You should honor their time. You should you should make it as pleasant and as transparent of an experience as it can possibly be. And that starts with the dealer principal saying, we're going to be honest, open, and transparent uh, about how we do business. It, that's where it starts. So it's got to start with the dealer principles. And, and if a dealer principal is, is a thief and a con man, well, then his staff is going to be nothing but thieves and con men. But if, his, if the dealer principal is an honorable person that wants to do things the right way, well, then he's going to insist upon that his staff is honorable and does the things the right way. So it's, 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 not, it's not that hard. It's just a decision that has to be made at the highest level of the dealership. How do I want to be remembered? Do I want to be remembered as a as a as a really good member of my community, or do I want to be thought of as nothing more than a thief? So it has to start at the dealer principle. I, I don't know. 
Totally agree, Pops. Totally agree. For those of you that are car dealers that listen to our show, please feel free to reach out to me, Zach at CarEdge.com. We are building out the network of dealers that we partner with to help streamline the experience, bring trust and transparency to it for everyone. That being said, Dad, there was a comment that caught my eye. Let's help Jim yeah. out here on this Friday. Jim says, how much different are used car values from KBB, Edmonds, et cetera, compared to BlackBook, generally speaking, trying to get the best or fairest trade equity on my 21 Silverado lease end? I, I want you to answer. I also just want to let Jim and everyone else know, I love BlackBook. Absolutely love them. I'm turning yes. more and more frequently to our cell network to get cash offers. Yes. To me, cash talks, money talks. You just go to caredge.com slash sell, put in your vehicle information, and you get cash offers from dealers in your area without getting spam phone calls and emails and anything like that. It's truly like here, we're talking about respecting privacy here. So here, that to me is here, even more valuable than, than book numbers. Yes. And here's what I will say about all the books. The books are a guide. Okay, none of them are etched in stone. They're a guide. Every car is different. Every car has been treated differently. Um, every, every car is just different. Now, why do I like Black Book compared to some of the others? Black Book garners their information and analytics based on 95% of all the wholesale transactions that occur in the United States, 95% of them. Kelly Blue Book, which I believe is part of the Cox network, um, Cox relies on the Mannheim auto auctions, which represents about 55% of all vehicles that are wholesaled in the United States. So I want to get information from a company that's basing their data on 95% of the market as opposed to that company that's basing it on 55% of the market. But either way, they are just suggestions. They are just a guide. Like Zach said, do like you want to sell the car and get some offers so you have you have a real understanding of what somebody would be willing to write a check for for yeah. your car. Not if 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 I said it's worth, I'll give you fifteen thousand, but I won't buy it. <laughs> and somebody else said, you know, I will buy it for fourteen. Well, which which is the real value? <laughs> the real value is the fourteen because somebody's willing to write the check. So. That's what you have to realize. And by the way, I have another show to do in 10 minutes. You have Car Edge Electric. Uh, yes. Please go enjoy that in 10 minutes. We'll be back tomorrow night over on the Car Edge channel, Saturday night. It'll be quite fun, so tune in then. Dad, enjoy your Friday afternoon. I love you very much, and congrats on another great week in the books. Well, thank you, and I I, I love you as well. And uh, I, I need to get my hands on a Car Edge sweatshirt as opposed to the I'm Not For Everyone sweatshirt. <laughs> Love you, Dad. I'll see you later. I'll see you tomorrow night, buddy.